You're listening to the Church Planners Experience Podcast. Join planners Cody Brenn and Ashley Jennings as they share their journey planting Village Church in Red Rock, Arizona. Each episode will chronicle their day-to-day experiences as new church planners. Thanks for listening. Welcome to the Church Planners Experience Podcast. This is our first podcast in our series called The Church Planners Experience, and uh, we're really excited to be able to tell you our story. Um, First off, we want to really just explain the purpose of this podcast. Uh, My name is Cody Bren, um, and I'm sitting here with Ashley Jennings. Hey, everyone. Yeah. Ashley, do you want to maybe explain a little bit about the purpose of this podcast and why we're doing this? Yeah. So in our research and preparation as church planters, uh, we found that most resources for church planters are written after the fact, after the process of launch has happened and people are well on their way. And it's usually people that have been very successful (laughs) that write the books. And so we really thought uh, this could be beneficial to people that are um, wanting to know what it's like in the trenches of it. And even, you know, we've been in this now for a couple weeks and it's already sort of slipping from us, like what it was like a couple weeks ago. So it's really important to us to one, capture this for ourselves and go back and, uh, you know, listen to what God did and kind of create a journal that way for us, but also let other people in our boat sort of know what it's like to experience the day to day with church planters on the field, in the field, (laughs) on the ground. Yeah. Really sharp. We're really sharp. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We want to, uh, it's a real time, um, journal of, of what we're doing. And, and it's, like Ashley said, it's really important to us that we keep this logbook just for ourselves so we can look back and say, wow, look what God did mm-hmm. and uh, look what we went through. And we just wished we had this resource. Mm-hmm. We had something like this. So it's our hope and our prayer that this is going to be useful to somebody somewhere out there at some point. Um, however God uses this, we'll, we'll put it into his hands. We just want to be faithful with uh, recording what we feel we need to record. Absolutely. So, so yeah, um, we want to give you a little more of our intro and background into, you know, um, the Jennings call into this. I should probably note here that we'll obviously that. we're not, <laughs> Ashley and I are not married to each other. We have our own families and uh, everything, but we'll get to that later. But right away, we want to just um, talk about our own personal journeys into how we decided to become church planners, what our maybe even denominational backgrounds are, and, and our own training and how all this came about. Ashley, you want to start? Sure. So um, Cody and I were actually ordained last summer, so July 2014. Um, and really for, uh, us, we were sort of, well, I I guess for anyone at the brink of ordination is sort of this, uh, opening to the world of ministry. So I was an assistant pastor at Crossroads Church in Fair Oaks in Northern California. Um, you were also, Cody was a worship pastor. He'll tell you all about that. And, uh, For us, you know, we were in the Wesleyan denomination, still are. Um, That's really the only place that I've served. And uh, trying to figure out uh, what that meant as a woman in ministry with kind of the things that God put on my heart seemed very complicated for me at the time. Like, could this even actually be? Um, I guess I had always thought, looking back on it, I guess I'd always thought I'll be part of a church plant someday. 
I always loved the idea of church planting and the excitement of it and sort of the hard work that it takes. But um, up until ordination, I really had never considered being the senior pastor of a church plant. I think that was a foreign idea to me and for lots of different reasons. Um, so it's kind of funny now that God had planted that in my heart. But uh, I think my own insecurities had that actually at bay up and up until that point. Who do you want to give a little of your background? Yeah, um, so like Ashley, I was um, serving at a church in an assistant pastor role. I was leading worship, doing small groups and, you know, admin stuff, just, you know, typical church position stuff. And um, yeah, when an ordination came and as I'm going through these ordination classes, it took five years to get mm-hmm. through that. And Ashley and I actually got to know each other through that process. Mm-hmm. Um, it took five years to get through the whole process for us from start to finish. And um, it was it was fantastic, you know, going through all that and getting to know people. And and I started seeing kindred hearts. And one of those was, was Ashley and her desire for mm-hmm. ministry and her passion for what type of ministry she wanted to do, I really resonated with. Mm-hmm. And so like the gears start rolling in your head and you go, man, someday it would be really neat to be able to do ministry with yeah, that Yeah, I remember the exact moment we were, um, Cody has a band or had a band, one of the yeah. sacrifices. That's another podcast. Yeah. Um, and I'm a photographer and I was taking pictures for their album And uh, Cody said, what are you doing with this photography thing? And I said, well, I don't know. I sort of had the thought one day, like, wouldn't it be cool to, you know, be part of a church plant, but not have to have the financial burden of it because I had a business. And Cody said, "Uh, well, if you plant a church, let me know. We can we can maybe do that. (laughs) And that was years ago. And I never really it's just funny now that we are planting a church together. But just the conversation. I just remember that exact moment. It being said that way. Yeah. Yeah. Some of the, the ways that uh, we started meeting, ready to go on to that, we um, were in a mentorship together. And uh, it was funny. We found ourselves after this uh, mentorship time standing around for an hour or more talking about what would it be like to plant a church? Like what, you know, yeah. it would be, you know, we could do this, we could do that. And wouldn't that be neat? And really going against the traditional model of planting, we found ourselves you know, thinking, you know, maybe it's not about just setting up a building all the time and, you know, having a, you know, $200,000 in the bank, like maybe it's can be more organic and relationship and really transform a community. And wouldn't that be neat to plant where there were no churches available to people. And so we just would sit around for, you know, an hour, I think even longer, sometimes just dreaming about like, wouldn't that wouldn't that just be neat? And uh, if we did, did this thing. Um, And I remember Cody one day saying, you know, we could actually really meet and write down these plans and see where they go. And, uh, and so we did, we started meeting together and, uh, we told our senior pastors, Hey, we don't know what this is at all, but we're going to sit down and sort of meet and talk about this. And, uh, things sort of escalated from there. Yeah, it was, it was very important to us at the time too, that we were, we weren't doing this in the shadows, you know, or behind Mm -hmm. anybody's backs we wanted to be upfront. Sometimes it's it's scary when you're in a church and you feel like you you are sold to that church. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to be sold out to that church forever, you know, mm-hmm. and and to even consider leaving that church and starting a, another church that would look like competition mm-hmm. um can be a, you know, a scary and sometimes daunting thing to think about. And so 
we didn't want to come across as competition. We didn't want to make it seem like we were completely dissatisfied in our positions at our church because we really weren't. You know, mm-hmm. um, we loved um, the work that yeah. we were a part of. We loved the people in our churches, but. You know, we'll talk about this in another podcast as well, but like there was this feeling um, of, okay, God's calling me to something else. I don't know what Mm -hmm. that is. And Ashley and I both kind of resonated with, well, what if that's church planning? Okay, like let's, let's start exploring that. So then we, we talked to our pastors and we just told them, hey, we're going to explore this. We don't know what this means. And worst case scenario for us, Getting together and dreaming about what our church is going to look like is going to prepare us for whatever God has next for us anyway. Mm -hmm. If it wasn't church planning and it was taking over an existing church or was moving into another area of ministry, we still were getting the ball rolling on what kind of a vision uh, we wanted for for a ministry in general. Yeah, looking back, I think it's really funny. We really had no clue what this would lead to. Yeah. but like Cody said, we knew that God had something in it. It would just, we, our vision was so similar and so spot on with uh, the way our God had laid things on our hearts that we just couldn't ignore it. We just knew like, this is something, this is something. And there were other people even um, at the time that uh, were getting ordained too. And, uh, you know, at one point someone mentioned like, you guys could all plant a church together. And there's just something about it that was like, I don't think so. I think I'm just supposed to plant with Cody, like it, cause our vision was so similar and even yeah. our personalities and our family and the way we complement each other and our gifting. And it just seemed so God ordained to at least explore it. Um, so then started the process of writing down vision for these things. And, uh, in that there came a kind of a point where, uh, I believe it was after ordination where, I had had some job offers and different things, and I was also feeling this angst uh, to that God was releasing me from the ministry I was in and sort of this desire, too, for something new and fresh, uh, but I didn't know what that was. And so uh, that kind of created conflict for me, like, so, okay, let's get this church plant going. I don't even know what it looks like, but let's actually do this. But it just wasn't the right timing, and um, really for me it was a personal journey with God where he was saying, are you open to what I have for you? Um, not trying to rush it yourself, not trying to make things happen for yourself, uh, but really, are you 100% open? So it kind of began this long process for Matt and I uh, in figuring out, are we really open? I thought I was, but then God would slowly introduce things to me like, well, what if you had to leave your house? Or what if you had to, uh, you know, give up your community or your family or um, your financial security or your business or, you know, all these different things? And it kind of created this dialogue with God for about six months where we slowly handed things over. And actually I'm kind of embarrassed about how long it took. (laughs) I would hope I was more surrendered, but it really was about six months of us just continuing to hand over certain things to God and say, okay, we trust you with this. And yes, we would do this. And, um, and we had no idea what we were even doing. Um, at this point, there were other job offers on the table in established churches. Uh, there was talk about, you know, maybe starting a, kind of a satellite church in the area where we were serving with a couple other leaders. There was talk about taking over existing churches in other states. I mean, it was sort of all up in the air, which to me was evidence that God was moving and providing and he was going to do something. And it was about us waiting on him to actually provide the answer, but keeping in the journey of us, keeping our hearts open and seeing God sort of, you know, allow these things to come in for us to contemplate 
Um, and just, I think a test for us to see, like, would you really do what I have for you? Are you going to settle for the financial security side of it? Are you going to settle for, um, a place that you're well liked and well known and that gives you value and, you know, the different things that fill your insecurities or will you really, really wait for what I have for you? So, yeah, I think it's, um, it's easy to, once you're in the ministry, you think, okay, I have surrendered my life to God. Uh, I'm entering the ministry or even for most Christians, like there's a moment a lot of times where you'll say, okay, God, like I really want to serve you with everything I have. And that's an easy thing to say up front. Mm-hmm. And and often we'll say that and we'll leave it there. We'll leave it at the altar. We'll walk away and go, okay, I've done that. I've done my part. Now I'm good to go. But even in ministry, you know, Ashley, you were at your church for what, like 10 years? It was uh, almost eight. Oh, eight years. Okay. I think. Or yeah. maybe seven. One of those. Well, that's how A long while. I was at Lighthouse. I thought we were different. But yeah, I was at Lighthouse for um, eight years, almost exactly. And, you know, I had to move from North Dakota out to California, and that took surrender. So we were thinking, okay, God, we're going to surrender everything we have. We're going to leave everything behind. We're going to leave our comfort, our family, security, everything to go serve you. And you think, okay, I've done that. Great. I've done my surrender thing. Like this is where God wants me now. But that's not how it works. You know, it's a daily, hourly, minute by minute surrender that you have to enter into as a Christian. And this process each time he calls us to something new, it's a like just another reminder of how important it is to really daily surrender yourself and say, mm-hmm. "Okay, God, whatever you have for me, I will really do this." And we've we've discussed it in other places, but you know, it's those moments where you say, "Okay, God, I will surrender everything to you." It's only in those moments that God is going to ask mm-hmm. something of you. So. If you only surrender when you're 12 years old to God and you say, like I did, and you say, okay, God, I'll go to the deepest recesses of Africa for you, um, but never follow that up again, like you don't give the God, God a foot in the door. You don't give him an opportunity to even ask anything of you. So that was a huge part of this process for us was that surrender of um, surrendering ourselves to the idea of church planning, of saying, okay, this is going to be a uh, huge endeavor. It's, there's, mm-hmm. um, we're walking away from a ministry position, but we're walking into complete unknown, you know, on how, how to do this, um, you know, what method we should use to do this. Everything was just completely up in the air for us. So it was, it was a scary but really exciting period of time for us through all this. Yeah, I remember feeling the pressure as we began to talk about planting um, from just people that had been part of church plants or had even kind of sprouted church planting movements in their churches, you know, well, where do you feel called to and who? And, you know, those are really important things. And I remember feeling this pressure of like, I don't know, but I feel like God's doing this and I'm, I don't know. And I, I can't put my finger. And I remember just feeling that tension, like, to want to be able to say like, God told me it's these people and this thing. Um, But really he let that, I think God let that brew in us for a time. You know, we didn't know location. We were just so open and we, God was really asking us to be open for a reason. Um, 
not just because, you know, he was going to give us the specifics and then we have to kind of wrap our mind around it. But first, surrender to this idea and then I'll give you the specifics um, after it. So, yeah, it was such a neat, neat process. And it's funny talking about it now, weeks later, I'm like feeling all those emotions again of how that that was for us and for our family. And it was difficult. I mean, it was a difficult time because at the same time you're having this discussion with God and you feel this tug on your heart, you're also serving in ministry. You know, with both of us were in ministry full time and, um, you know, serving people and in the day in day out of, uh, what it looks like an established church. So it just, it was like, my mind was consumed with this one thing. My heart was going somewhere else, but I was also, you know, uh, practically working in this other place that God did call me to originally too. So it was sort of this tension of, uh, I don't know what to do about this. And I'm, you know, this awkwardness. So shout out to, um, our senior pastors were awesome and how they dealt with that and letting us mull those things over, uh, and explore those things and even have conversation with us about it. Um, I really just appreciated that not having to figure it out by myself, but to be able to say like, I'm here, but, and, and not to have that threat, uh, that feeling of being threatened, you know, um, from our senior pastors was awesome uh, for us. I know just a little shout out, a little commercial to them if they're listening. <laughs> yeah. yeah um, so let's let's get into maybe a little bit about um, our families and our background and just like what our families look like, just so our people listening to this can kind of get more background on us personally. Yeah. Why so, don't you like, start? Yeah. So um, – I am uh, married to my amazing wife, Jessica. We have two kids, um, Cadence and Juliet. Cadence is three and a half right now. Juliet, I think, is 16 months old. It goes so fast, it's hard to keep mm-hmm. track sometimes. But um, yeah, and so we are, um, we were in Sacramento uh, when we decided to plant a church. And um, we had moved there. We left uh, all of our extended family in North Dakota when we moved out to Sacramento. We were there for eight years uh, serving um, in the capacity we mentioned earlier. And um, we gained, you know, in those eight years, we gained amazing friendships, new family. God was so good to us. He supplied all of our needs um, in in great abundance. You know, it was it was an incredible thing to be a part of, to step out in faith and just see how God works in that way. And so, you know, we had already gone through a journey of um, surrender and and saying yes to God and leaving comfort and choosing that lifestyle of all-in ministry, you know. And so um, when this opportunity came about, you know, it was a lot of talking with my wife and saying, what are your thoughts on us planning a church, you know, um, she grew up with parents who were heavily involved with ministry as well, worked in the church, um, as she was growing up. And so the great thing about that was that she got it, you know, and she Mm -hmm. had that heart already. And that was a huge plus for our family. Um, knowing that my wife and I already understood the, the cost of the call, and what what it looks like to be called um, to a different place in ministry. So that's really important, and that really is what um, what really helps so much. Uh, honestly, when you're making a decision like this, um, is is having um, two like minded mm-hmm. um, people in the marriage. Like, there's no way if my wife didn't want to do this, there's no way I could have. I would have right. just said, nope. Okay, I guess we're not doing that. Like, there's no way. So like, it's it's a it's a huge cost on each member of the family involved, you know, like my kids, mm-hmm. like I had to take my grand, my kids away from, um, 
you know, my parents, their grandparents, and that was really hard and everything. And, you know, it's um, – but um, that's just part of it, mm-hmm. you know. Um, Ashley? Well, for us, uh, I'm married to Matt. We've been married for nine years, and we have two girls. Haley is five, almost six, and Allison is four. They are 18 months apart, um, and we're done having children. Mark my words on this day. (laughs) We are done. Um, And for us, I grew up in Sacramento, so my entire family and community was there, uh, both my parents, um, my sisters, and our extended family. Matt grew up in South Dakota and moved to California uh, after he graduated high school, and we met uh, shortly after that at um, a church that we were both saved in that actually Matt's relatives are now pastors of. And so his family um, was really plugged in there. And uh, that's how we started. And um, we were leading in the college group ministry together at that point. And then um, there came the opportunity for us to go uh, not to another state, just down the street to Crossroads Church, which was a sister church that uh, was on the brink of closing. And they had sort of given um, a time frame uh, to get it back up and running. And so the pastor that went over there to take over that church asked us if we'd go. And we did. And um, I became on staff there and uh, shortly after turned into uh, a full-time position as assistant pastor, got licensed and started, you know, the ordination process there. So I really got to help build up uh, what that community looked like and that ministry and got to be a part of everything, you know, from the services, you know, to as wide as all the structure and how it worked. So I had um, just an awesome experience there. Um, for Matt and I, Matt is quite the adventure seeker. We both are. We both have adventurous streaks, but Matt is like more spontaneous in all ways than I am um, and more excited about, you know, let's take a risk kind of thing. And so when this came up, I mean, I think he was just like, yeah, let's do it um, at first. And then we had conversations about, you know, like, oh, church planting means stacking chairs. I don't want to be a church planter. You know, that, that part kind of settles in. But All along, I like what Cody said, you know, you have to have that supportive spouse. And if there's one thing that is, he is 100% supported and sees this call on our family as his own. And so we have a unique situation. You know, I'm the ordained pastor. He calls himself the pastor's wife in our house. And so uh, it's different. You know, he's not in ministry. He's not licensed as a pastor. He has a full-time job in the secular world. So, uh, you know, he was just as willing to sacrifice, you know, as I was for this. So I 100% agree that you have to have that foundation in your marriage. Um, Otherwise, there will just be tendency to, I think, divide and not really get anything done if you're not unified. So that's kind of where we came from. uh, Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, where we're going as a church plant now um, after, you know, and we're going to go over in detail more like how, what the call was like in another episode and, and what it was like just going through that waiting period of, okay, what, what do you really want for us, God? And how are you going to manifest, you know, direction in these moments? But um, where, we're, where we're going is uh, we're, we're Village Church um, mm-hmm. in Red Rock, Arizona now. And, um, you know, it's a very unique plant Honestly, like uh, our denomination um, has never been a part of a plant like ours. Um, So they're very excited and really on board. And that's Mm -hmm. been huge to us to have our denominational support 
Um, they um, are helping fund mm-hmm. this in a in a huge way, which is incredible for us. Um, but we're moving forward as co-pastors of a church plant. Um, you know, obviously, Ashley's female. I'm male. So, like, that's kind of an oddity in and of mm-hmm. itself. And then we're also – our model of, of church planning um, is really organic mm-hmm. and going – getting to know the community and starting, like, home studies and – Bible studies and that sort of a thing, as opposed to the traditional church plant model, which the reason we're doing this is because we couldn't really find a whole lot of information on how to plant a church in the way we're doing it, because the the traditional model is raise a ton of money, you know, mm-hmm. $100,000, $200,000, get a building, get it all ready to go, get all of your staff in place, and then send out, you know, $20,000 worth of flyers to your community and just... Cross your fingers yeah. and like pray and hope that you know more than one person shows up at the at the first service. You know, yeah. that is the traditional way of doing things. And you know, Ashley and I both have similar hearts about that. Where you know we didn't feel comfortable raising a ton of money from people, and we didn't feel comfortable um, getting a building right away because that's not really what we want out of a church. We don't want our community to come to us. We really want to go to our community. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing against churches that have that model in any way, shape, or form. It's just that's not what we felt we wanted to try mm-hmm. and we wanted to do. Um, so that's really where we're going from here, you know, is, is that sort of a model. So it's going to be an adventure. It's yeah. going to be every time we um, share this, once we're up to date, we're going to give you a lot of backstory in a few episodes and stuff. But then we really want to just give a report of – um, boy, so this month this happened. <laughs> uh, like we we expected this to happen, but this happened, and we've already had some amazing stories mm-hmm. that we cannot wait to yeah. share with you guys. And um, you know, really just uh, have you um, share in our joy in, in what's ex- what's what's happened. Mm-hmm. Well, we're grateful for your listening, and <laughs> thank you for uh, your support. And if you're a praying person and you're listening to this real time, you know, today after we record it, pray for us. And uh, we're, we're going to let you know why Red Rock, Arizona, what that's about and uh, who's with us and how this is happening and uh, basically all the, you know, fundamental details of how this got going and the amazing thing that Scott's done. So stay tuned. All right. Thanks a lot, guys.